day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Of the front time. As the stinger says, this is Blade Job, episode 31. My name is Steve Carley. With me today, as always, my main man, Eric Marshak. What's up? What are you drinking today? I'm just kidding. The audience knows what you're drinking already. Do you, I mean, yeah. Do, do you like how I'm remembering things finally and I can I, I immediately get into what? So I'm drinking, or I'm about to be drinking Terrapin. From- well, we're in our dirty 30s now. We're um, oh, we're like true, a yeah. legit podcast, you know. <laughs> we do have what, we have forty five thousand leg- listeners now. It's <laughs> not yep. true at all. Yeah, uh, Terrapin beer from from Athens, Georgia, Recreation Ale Session IP. I'm gonna dive into that pretty soon here. Once I settle myself in for this episode here. Yeah, get comfy. This is gonna be a, this is like a this is like a this is like a real comfy episode for all you old school wrestling fans this is, this is a very wrestling heavy episode we're gonna be taking a, a trip through time here yeah to our the oldest event the oldest event we've covered so far that's the oldest right. match we've covered so far that's for sure uh eric why don't you go ahead and mention what we're doing tonight well right off the bat i mean we're doing this because uh, as we're recording this the great harley race passed away this past weekend so we're doing a little blade job tribute to the man and we're covering Flare race, Starcade '83, steel cage match for the NWA title, and we'll talk about race again later on. Yeah, he, might, he may come up again. Yeah, later on. Yeah, so. so we'll be talking about race. Um, he's kind of the. Well, once we get into the main part of the show, at, well, we don't have a ton of news and stuff to really hit on. Cause I, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. But he's he's the main boy this week that we're kind of touching with. This one's for him, man. Yeah, we're pouring one out for him. Yeah, we just covered him too a couple weeks ago with that White Castle of Fear match with him and Vader. <laughs> Such a good video. <laughs> so good. I wish they would make him like that these days, but they don't. Yeah, I know. It's all I know. overproduced garbage. Um, okay, so before we get to that, another update on our uh, first live show. Oh, yes. First live show confirmed 1 o'clock p.m. Saturday, August 24th. Curtain jerking. Curtain jerking. Yeah, we're getting that first, we're warming the crowd up. We're kicking off at the Ghost Light in Hamtramck, yep. Michigan. It's in the, what is, it, is that really like a suburb of Detroit, you could say? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it's kind of like a city within the city. Yeah. So yeah. so we'll be there um, starting off the evening or the afternoon, I, I guess. Still kind of deciding what we're going to be doing. Um, yeah, we hour? have an hour block, so it's it'll probably short, be, you know, real fans, you know, kind of expect maybe like an older episode where we just covered like a match in a movie. You know, we're going to kind of keep it short and sweet. Um, well, we have to. Otherwise, we'd be going for like, like two hours. We, yeah. We, 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 we'd, yeah. We'd blow out. We'd ball out. But yeah. Uh, we can handle it. That's fair enough. It's free, first of all. Yeah, it's a free I mean, event. Jesus, get outside, man. I, I I don't ever go outside, yeah. so it's nice to be able to get outside for once and then go into the building with the ghost light in the Hamtramck yeah, and we'll be there. So. Maybe buy us one. You know, so then maybe. There'll be a bunch of weird movies playing. Um, some other podcasts, but don't worry about them. Some other podcasts, but yeah. There's some experimental music blocks going down. It's just a very eclectic festival. So it's going to get weird. Part of it. You know, we've covered a few trauma movies here, so we're very much... Uh, we're at home there, you know? We're like canon now, I think. Yeah. 
you you could honestly argue that this whole thing is around us, you know. And you could argue that. I mean, I'm sure people would argue that, but you could argue it is what I'm saying. So come by, come by early. Um, we'll be starting things off. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the update. Uh, we got our official time slot, and we'll be doing one. And so yeah, next episode we might uh, we'll probably drop a little more hints about what we'll be covering. We're not going to give it all away, but we might throw some. Uh, throw some bones to our, our constant listener out there. We are a couple of teases in many yeah, ways. That's exactly. kind of how we do things exactly. around here. So with that, we can move right along here. Some recent updates. So, I mean, yeah, I, I understand that you've been on vacation. You want to, how was yeah. that? Just briefly, how was that? Where'd you go? It was great. I was in Boston. Um, I've been to Boston. Maiden. I was just hanging out. Oh, I didn't know that. Boston. Fucking what? Really? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. And then, Maybe I didn't know that actually. Kind of in a weird turn of events that turned out being uh, great was my flight actually got canceled Saturday night, and I was stuck in Boston for that night. And the the, the airline paid for all my shit, like staying over and the flight out the next morning. But who'd you fly with? What was it? I flew. I was Spirit originally. Okay. Yeah. They sucked. So, uh, Spirit was why I was stranded in Boston for an extra day myself two years ago. So, so <laughs> I'm with you. And, um, I, Good shit. And, um, I ended up uh, making the best of it though, and went on a uh, haunted Boston tour. That oh, night. fucking awesome! And we went so... to a bunch of like two hundred year old graveyards. Oh, and there fuck. was a bunch of weird theater majors who were like doing spooky colonial ghosts. Kind of, it's kind of like a mix of like the haunted mansion at Disney. I'm so jealous. Fuck, I'm so fun. jealous. So, um, yeah, if you go to uh, Boston and you want to have a spooky, t- this is a Blade Job approved tour, I would say. But it's called shit. Ghost and graveyards tour of historic boston i recommend it if you, if you buy online you get like a 25 dollar ticket Oof. way worth it two hour tour two hours for 25 bucks yeah damn dude originally it's 40 if you walk up they aren't paying us to say that but that's fucking no, awesome that's I, a good deal no, that's a good deal saying, you're stranded in boston for the night Ghost and, and if you fly spirit you're probably going to be yeah. so spirit plan on spirit's not paying us either no, if they like, were they'd want to yeah, take it back but yeah, that's, so i've been watching movies a ton um so I, I, I was kind of stranded over there doing that, but... But you have been listening to something. Yeah, I, I've been, I checked out that uh, Man in the Window podcast about the um, Golden, Golden State Killer. Eurons, baby. Well, the thing, I mean, because now that podcasts are pretty much, like, bigger than they've ever been, the whole new thing now is every fucking publication is doing their own kind of, like, investigative series, which, I mean, you know, they're all pretty decent. I mean, obviously, some are better than others. I know Serial kind of kicked that off, but, yeah, you know, one of many of them. because it is through the L.A. Times, so it's got, like, some interesting... They have a lot of, like, archival interviews and stuff, and um, it's almost more, like, clip-based just kind of walks you through the whole timeline of this dude's crimes so it's interesting you know i it's it's pretty well put together it's pretty well produced and stuff so i don't know i don't listen to a ton of that type of podcast I usually they're like just a little bit of comedy and a little bit of looseness they're everywhere though that's the thing there's just so many of them now so like, they're all the same not that i want to you know really our podcast is the best but you know if you do get through our entire you know, archive, and you're looking for something else to maybe dip your toe into. Yeah, I, maybe check out Man in the Window. It's only six episodes. I recommend uh, Dr. Death was pretty good, too. That's a couple of years ago or last year or something. That's a pretty good one. Uh, so, what, what the hell have you been up to? <laughs> uh, what the hell have I... So... I mean, you know, again, you know, recent, you know, movies and horror. I didn't really... I mean, I saw it. Horror-wise, I rented It again. 
the one from last year or two years ago because I love that movie. I think it's better than any than anybody. It, it seemed a lot of people liked it, but I don't think a lot of people like loved it. And I think you're all fucking crazy because that movie is incredible. I'm gonna give it a rewatch once the new one comes out. And I'm. I'm so goddamn excited for the sequel. It's two hours and 45 minutes long, which is right up my alley. I'm very excited about that. If I can see Endgame three times at nine hours total, I can, I can sit through that easily. I know, I know. If it's good, it's good. If it's oh, bad, man, I'm it's fucking bad. pumped. That's, that's my main thing with the first it, is that it drags sometimes. Well, not the first it, but I mean the, uh, well, the yeah. original HBO series, I think, drags. Was it wasn't HBO, was it? I don't think it was HBO. The first It series? Is that from the 90s? No, that was Cable, baby. That wasn't HBO. Well, whatever it was, it dragged. I don't know what it was, but I know it's on HBO. It, it I would never want to go back and watch that crap anymore. As far as I'm aware, the only It has been this, this first one and then the sequel. Yeah, so. pretty much the um, so, I mean, I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, I rented that, if, you know, it was like three bucks or some shit on iTunes. So really, I mean, it's been, yeah, it's been, I haven't really gone to see any or, you know, watch anything horror. I mentioned Overlord last week, which was really good. So I recommend that one. But other than that, yeah. Um, so purchases, I mean, I know you, you don't have anything in here because you probably, because no, you were busy. I got some like records and shit that I purchased, but that went You know what? The, the tickets to your ghost and ghost shit yeah. was that, that'll be your purchases. That was pretty, yeah. So, I didn't purchase. I mean, I didn't like make any buy any movies or anything. But Devin, friend of the show, Devin Green and I went to um, the Detroit Oddities and Curiosities Festival. Oh, how was that? Not great. Um, so here's the thing. I mean, so I, I, we, we've been wanting to go for a while, for a couple months now. But because I, I thought it was gonna be like you know like a not a museum per se, but you know they would have weird things on display for you to go check out. Um, and that was at the Suburban Showcase up here in Novi. Oh, so it's like- I mean, it was, it's a big thing. Um, yeah. So, but we walk in, and it's, it's just weird people selling their shit. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you know, it's fine, I guess, but, you know, it was fucking packed, too. Um, I did get you a gift. Whoa. Why don't you go ahead and reach underneath the couch right under where your legs are? Right, right now? Right now. On the air. On the air. I got you a gift. Whoa. And you're going to have to explain it. Whoa. I, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "This is this is this is a a housewarming gift for you for oh your apartment." Goodness. So it is a it is a. Uh, is this real? Yeah, I mean, it's, what is this Radio City Theater in Ferndale? Is that Ferndale, Michigan? I don't even know if it's. A, I, yeah, it's it's uh, from. I don't know that that's a real place, but it's, a, it's, but. A, it's an it's an old Bella Lugosi like. Can I see it again? I, I, it looks like it's a. It looks like it's just like a Bela Lugosi appearance. Or is, is Dracula screening? Yeah, the, cool the, the screen's master of horror in person on the stage. Bela yeah. Lugosi live, essentially. I think he's doing like a one man show. It's it's an Edgar Allan Poe's Nightmare of Terror, The Telltale Heart. Very cool. Two shows only. This is what somebody they had, they had a shit ton of these things, and I saw that one, and I was like, okay, well, I'm obviously gonna get that for Eric yeah, for his place. So I have, I have a spot for it. Actually, I don't have any really pushes in my bedroom, so I might put this up in there. There you go. Thank you. This is actually really cool. You're this, welcome. It's not Dracula. It's yeah. It's like a one man thing that Bella did. Yeah. And if this is Ferndale, that's pretty fucking cool too. I don't know. Could be Ferndale, California. Though. There's also one over. Is there? Either well, way. fuck that one. Fuck that friend deal, though. Um, I also bought a uh, there's a on my fridge is a, there's a magnet. It's it's like an old fashioned um Harry Houdini advertisement. Thought that was really cool. So that's pretty much my what? 
I had damn right, buddy. I, I killed him. I know. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much my my purchase was for you. Wow. Well, that, that from one that, from one blade job boy to the next. That, is, that's worth a, you know. that was the only good part about that show. Otherwise, it was pretty boring. Because I was hoping to find some like potions. You know, like I wanted beakers with like the oozing. You know, love exactly. I, I kept mentioning I'm looking for a love potion. None of that shit. So I, I, a, a lot of skulls. I did see some homemade Ouija boards. Um, a lot of skulls, a lot of dead animals. Marcus Parks from from a friend of our friend of the podcast, last podcast on the left. Uh, he would have liked that place, but oh, other than that, actually, I, do, I, I have a fun purchase com- coming in the mail right now. Do you? I bought a um, like a doormat for my front door. Sure. And it says "Welcome to the Overlook Hotel." Oh, it's that, fucking like, awesome! Shining, wow. Like carpet pattern. Okay, so I'm, I'm into that. For my house. Very I good. Something to wipe my shoes. Oh, there you go. So that's not here yet. I just dirty my carpet. On the way. Well, there you go. There's a purchase for you to put on the, on the list there. So, Very cool. Very cool. Other than that, some quick news. Uh, Eric, what do you got about NXT TakeOver? Oh, yeah. So we're, come, we're heading into a pretty big wrestling like this kind of wrestling show. We're heading into a pretty big weekend of uh, WWE matches. So While you're doing that, I'm going to crack open this beer. Okay. NXT TakeOver. Um, I'll get through some of these because I want, I want Steve's take on, on some of these as well. Uh, it's one of the early matches, Street Profits, Undisputed Era, tag team match. That'll be cool. Um, there's a grudge match with Candice LeRae, Io Shirai. That also could be a real show stealer. But the big three matches, first off, North American uh, Championship title. So that's Velveteen Dreams, the champion. Oh, shit. <clears throat> My man Dream. Pete Dunne. Who you may remember from I do. Walter, yeah. I remember Pete Dunn. Roger Strong, who's also from Undisputed Era. Yes. This is a triple threat match. That should be pretty good. Um, women's match between with Shayna Baszler. She's still the champ. Okay. She's still up there killing people. That's gonna be a good show. Okay. And then a two out of three falls match between our boy Adam Cole, baby, and Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Oh my God, Gargano and oh my goodness. Okay, all right. Third match, and it's a, it's got that two out of three falls stipulation, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I think that that'll that that this has the potential to steal the show. It's in uh Toronto. I think it's the first NXT. Let's go to Whip. Five hour drive, no big deal. Yeah. Well, they're coming to. Chicago, it's not far from us. I used to take day trips when I lived in Grand Rapids. <clears throat> it is not far. Easy shit. It is, uh, oh no, yeah, it's in Toronto too. I was going to say, they usually do them together. Like oh, okay. And, no, it's Survivor Series is in Chicago. Ah, uh, okay, that does sound familiar. The next, the next takeover, I believe, is in Chicago. So sure. Still good that's, that's in like November. I fucking love Chicago. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think that, you know, that Gargano Cole match. Is really like on my radar, and I would say like kind of my like sleeper pick for best match would be that Candice LeRae, Io Shirai. Io Shirai kind of, she was kind of like that cutesy like Japanese girl at first. Right, of course. Really? She? Oh, yeah. that's a new term for me, leather mommy. I'm into that. Please do. Um, they're Gargano and Adam Cole. Do you know what that sounds like for me? Flips, baby. Air, 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 air combat. That's what that sounds like for me. Yeah, look at it. So Io, this is kind of her new... Oh, come on. Her oh, new holy... Sub- oh, your computer broke. 
I can. Oh my. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. You know, she used to kind of be like. She's my cutie like, this week. Yeah, Fuck she, it. Oh, she's your yeah. Confirmed. Kind of more like goofy, like kind of. Oh yeah. Okay. She's like Hermione at in Harry Potter one from her Hermione and Harry Potter fucking yeah. what is it seven point five. Word. Someday we will cover the Candace the Ray match where she takes that thumbtack boot to the face. Did oh, you, that? you showed me it. Or at least you told me about it. Yeah, that's maybe one of the bloodiest women's matches ever. Word. So, Candace the Ray has like an honorary blade job uh, princess okay. that at some point we will cover. And she's also Johnny Gargano's wife. I did not know that. So they are like a wrestling super couple. Okay. Fair yeah, so enough. You excited for Dream? I am excited for a Dream. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited for Dream because at the very goddamn least, he puts on a great show. Yeah, There's no nobody has the flair that he does. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching an FX original, you know, drama whenever he's on screen. That doesn't make much sense, but it kind of does at the same time. Okay, so moving on to the actual WWE pay per view, I'm not. I do prefer F or FX, NXT. Jesus, to NXT. NXT yeah. Yes. I, I do very much as well, too. Um, so, first off, we've covered him in the past, back in his WCW days. Fucking Goldberg is coming back. Who? Goldberg. You're Goldberg. next. Uh, look him up. You, you, you'll know him when you see him. Okay. Um, he's fighting Dolph Ziggler. I don't really know why this match is happening. Like I said, I haven't been watching a ton. Um, it's it's interesting, I suppose. Uh, we have a new kind of Bray Wyatt fighting Finn Balor. Kind of like these two demon versus demon alter egos. Uh, Shane O'Mac versus Kevin Owens. Where are we getting? Okay, this is this is where I, I started to get more interested. AJ Styles Ricochet. Okay. USA uh, Championship. Okay, that would be worth watching. Champ, you know, Japanese legend over there in New Japan. I'm a I fan of yeah. Ricochet. I like Ricochet a lot. Um, his last match that I saw, I, I think was uh, when, I don't know when it was. It was when he won the title from Samoa Joe. That was a great match. Underrated. Ricochet just he just spews air combat, baby. That yeah. guy flips, baby. I'm into that. You know me. Um, we have a Becky Lynch and Natalia submission match. Ooh, Becky Lynch. Um, so that that could be good. You know, Becky's got the the arm bar. Becky Lynch or Natalia has the Bret Hart uh, sharpshooter. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Um, we'll be seeing. We'll be actually be seeing Randy Orton's dad in this. That, I don't know. This this whole SummerSlam card isn't that great, really. And then we're ending with Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would just watch the Ricochet fight, I honestly. Would say keep your eye out for that Ricochet. Oh, and Trish Stratus is coming back to f- fight Charlotte. So hmm. That's kind of I'm, yeah. I'm noticing a strong lack of my girl Bianca Belair in any of this from yeah. NXT because she's NXT, know, right? She, she, yeah, she has, she's kind of been out of the NXT picture. But what this the hell? The first, I think this is the first NXT takeover, maybe outside of the WrestleMania ones that has that does have two women's matches on the card. Huh. Usually we don't have that. Usually we'll have 
Interesting. You know, because we there's there's three ti- four titles in NXT. So you got like your heavyweight North American women's tag, and they usually throw a fifth match in, and usually it's just a men's match. This is the first time they've had two. I believe have just like a women's grudge match, like feud match. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, for the main show on Sunday, I would say AJ Styles Ricochet. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of intrigued by this. Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor. Bray Wyatt's been out for a long time, so it's kind of his return with this new gimmick character. So, um, I'm I'm just curious with that. I could give a shit about Goldberg, and but there's a chance Goldberg could Blade again. That could be fun. So that's well, my Blade job. Uh, little radar. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that match because there could be blood. The Blade Raider radar. <laughs> Also, Shane and Kevin Owens could have a crazy spot or two. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, I, this, yeah. Maybe Becky's Natalia could be better than advertised, too. But Brock, Seth, I don't know. We'll see. Kofi, Randy really doesn't interest me. So, yeah. If I'm going to pick one match to watch beforehand, I would say AJ Ricochet. Because those boys know how to fucking work. And AJ had a heel turn. He's working with. Gals and Anderson, so there could be some interference. Ricochet could get the Ricochet's great at getting like the shit beat out of him and flopping, like and taking the like getting just tossed around. It's my man right there. So he, he, if he gets a gang beat by like all those guys, he'll sell it like a champ. So for my pleasure. Yeah, I think it'll be good. But um, that's pretty much all the wrestling news that I had. I just wanted to kind of touch on those two. SummerSlam's a big event, you know. It's a, it's a marquee event for WWE, so. But it sounds like to me, to me personally, NXT. The NXT is way oh, more interesting. I, mean, I feel like every show we say that. You know, That's NXT true. Is well, I am, it to, is. I like X, NXT a lot better than it's, WWE. It's true that. Uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot of movie news, a horror movie. I mean, you got some good, ready or not, apparently kicks ass, a movie coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah, it looks like um, a clue. It, yeah, um, apparently it's a, the, the, the Red Band trailer, looked, it looked pretty bloody, but I guess it's a lot more like violent than I think it is, which is good. Um, at about pff, an hour and 15 minutes from this recording, uh, the first reactions to Scary Stories of Tell in the Dark are going to be hitting. Yeah, I, so, I actually, I don't know. I have no idea how that's going to do. I have no idea. I am excited almost only because uh, Del Toro. Well, and it, it's it's Andre or- Orvidal is the director who did like uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. So, like, I feel like Del Toro wouldn't put his name on it. True. He's really... Especially nowadays, yeah. I mean, I, I, that gives me faith that it'll be good. Um, I, I feel like it's just gonna kind of be like a summer blockbuster horror. It's not gonna be. It's it's gonna be almost like a mix of like a Bloom House, but probably not as probably probably a little more like uh, tame. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I think it's PG thirteen, isn't it? Which is how much is coming? Give me a break. I mean, because the, the marketing for it does not look good, but I know that the director is good. I, know, I guess we'll find out by you know, once we end this. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I think that it's. I mean, my my millennial nostalgia is kind of showing. Because sure, I, of course. Because Absolutely. Of the memories I have yeah. attached to that series. So. I almost bought the book like yesterday at a book yeah. at a bookstore. Funny so, enough. That, that's that's kind of interesting to me. Like and. And I also just realized that um, by the time next episode comes along, I'll have in, hopefully watched all of the second season of uh, Mindhunter. Have you ever watched that? I have. It's I really good. 
Well, it comes out on the 16th, I think. Oh. So I believe next time we record, I'll have seen all of that. I may have seen all of Stranger Things Season 3 by then, too. So we can have updates on that shit. Yeah. Um, some actual news. So Variety reported on two days ago that um, Adam Wingard, the director of like Your Next, uh, Blair Witch, and he's doing Godzilla vs. Kong in March next month, next year. He didn't do Blair Witch? He did. I actually didn't mind it. I never saw it. I the guest is very good. He did The Guest, and they also did that awful, apparently awful Death Note Netflix movie. Um, he has announced that he is bringing to Amazon a Event Horizon TV show or yeah. Event Horizon series. I heard about Have you ever seen Event Horizon? Yes, I love it. It's like Hellraiser in space. Okay, because I've never it's seen Batman it before. I've never seen it before, which is crazy. I need to see that for sure. Sam Neill? I, I wanted to see it for years. I just never have, never gotten around to it. But um, it's I mean, this is brand new news, so there's no, I don't think, oh, it's raining, it's storming outside all of a sudden. Great. Wow. Um, I, there's not like as far as I'm aware there's no like release or anything yet I mean they just like announced that it's going to be happening it'll be a couple years still but uh, other than that I mean this, so that's pretty much it He's, that'll be on Amazon and they do good stuff I'm watching the boys right now so I heard that that's actually pretty good I, I've only seen the first two episodes yeah they're pretty good um, It Chapter 2 uh, Alamo Draft House announced that they're doing a screening for anybody wearing a clown outfit so imagine walking into a screening of It Chapter 2 and all the audience are all in clown outfits yeah, I mean, I like the kind of goofiness aspect of yeah. experience, but I don't need that. No, that's that's hardly news. <laughs> and then last thing I had, I just was mentioned that Ready or Not, you know, apparently it comes out next week, and apparently it's pretty good. And I do want to see that, so you maybe. Yeah. Watch Event Horizon. I would love to. I, I need to see where it's streaming. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. There's a lot of room for a TV show. There's a lot of, like, lore. pre-lore that's very briefly touched on that's one of those movies too where i believe there's like three or four different cuts sure there's like a director's cut there's like the theatrical there's like a special edition and they all seemingly seem to get gorier and gorier and show more of the Mm -hmm. it's one of those movies where it has a lot of like flashing gore special effects that you just like see just like bodies hanging like really quick cuts i need to see it yeah the extended cuts kind of Ah, revels in it basically. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's essentially, if you, if you listeners, if you haven't seen it, it's essentially very similar to Hellraiser in space. Um, Even though the, the the director Paul W S Anderson is not a good director, so it's interesting that he made that really good movie, but then that's you know. He did it, yeah. But then he also he did like all of the awful like Resident Evil se- you know series. He's just not a good director. All the movies that he did are not good. Um, except for that one, apparently. So, uh, I don't know when it came out. Early two thousands, perhaps. Uh, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, it has a very, very like nineties. Like, oh, it's a twenty seven percent Rotten Tomatoes. So apparently, he still is not a good, good, not a good director. So, it's a cult classic. It is. It's on. Yeah. It's streaming on Stars right now. I, mean, I, don't yeah. think, I, I don't think if it was an awful movie that everybody hated, it would be. That's fair. It's definitely a cult classic. Other than that, that's about all the news right now. So, let's get yeah. to the Blade Jobber of the Week, my friend. Yeah, so this is a special one. Yeah, this is good. Pretty, this is a pretty special Blade Jobber. Topical. Yeah, so we, there, was a, there was some crazy shit this past weekend with all the shootings. Um, it sucks that you, that you say all of the shootings. Like, yeah, it fucking sucks that there's like... It sucks that if I were to mention the shooting last week, and you could say, "Well, which one?" That fucking sucks, yeah. man. So at the dating Dayton um, uh, mass shooting that happened 
Toledo if you're a Trump. There was a, the shooter was apparently trying to get into a bar. I think it was called like Ned something. I don't remember. But um, the bouncer at the bar who held the door and then I guess assisted cops in taking the guy down. His name was Jeremy Ganger. He was a, he's an indie wrestler um, in the local scene there. Um, he, did, he, he did survive. He did help apprehend the gunman. Um, pretty much took him down, made sure he, because the guy was trying to get into the bar to presumably kill more people. So this guy stopped him. He took a couple shots to the leg. Um, I believe he's, last time I checked this morning, he was, you know, stable. He was tweeting and stuff, so. Um, he's a hero. Unsung hero. You know, I mean, it's not unsung. He's an actual hero. Probably the most, uh, most uh, blade jobber, the, the most heroic blade job of the week we've had so far. Absolutely. Most, well, usually our usually our blade job of the week is like a, we somebody recently died. Yeah. But this but, is a living hero wrestler who, um, who um, really saved a lot of lives. Pretty cool stuff. Because of that, I hereby declare him now a friend of the show. Yeah, friend, yeah. Jeremy Granger, when Ganger, whenever we get our merch, we'll send you a T-shirt. From now on, forever will be known as uh, no, yeah, friend of the podcast. He still I just know that um, a lot of people were. Dude, he wrestled with death this past weekend. Yeah, he fucking he, won, he, so he, he pinned his it. He was getting thrown around by some of the, the news stations who were covering it, saying that this guy um, was one of the first guys to kind of take on this gunman. And then I saw on the Reddit, wrestling Reddit, people being like, oh my god, that guy was a fucking wrestler. So he kind of like. I don't think I don't know how many people know he's a wrestler, so that that's just another kind of cool little tidbit. If we if we could if we could spread that information, you know, yeah, uh, that's what we're here for. So yeah, you know, try and you know, it's a terrible thing that happened, but you know, we can kind of shine some light to our small population of listeners that you know, our friend, a friend of the show. Could do so, Jeremy Ganger. We love you, man. Off to you. You're a blade jobber of the week. I I I'm drinking this this mediocre beer in your honor, my yeah, friend. Real real hero, real hero, heroic shit. Um, we love you. So, but yeah, very very big very big bummer what happened. Um, this it's funny how like really it'd be the ass understatement. If like you know yeah. it's uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's one of the. I mean, this is not a political show, so I don't need to get into it. Obviously, you know, our hearts go out to all that, and you know, I mean, it sucks. You all you can really say is like our hearts go out. I mean, yeah. nothing else is goddamn changing. So. <laughs> <laughs> which is unfortunate but all you can really say is ah my hearts go out to those affected but you wish you could do more and i guess it's arguable that you probably could do more but it kind of sucks that it's just getting and it's not getting anybody anywhere so yeah. that's why we are as content creators we can kind of uh provide escapism that's all we're trying to do here yeah and um sadly those shootings came on top of another tragedy which was the loss of the great harley race He's the main topic for our show today. Show's dedicated to him. Friend of the show. Uh, of Harley the Race. Show. Yeah. Mr. Race. Hey, he's still a friend. Um, yeah, he's the kind of our guardian angel now, I feel like. Show. I can feel him right now. Like I can feel his... Cricket. He's on our shoulder. I can feel his presence. Yeah. Um, I can feel him. This is a... Uh, this match we're covering is from the first Starcade ever. Which I'd never heard of until about, mm, what, an hour and a half ago, two hours ago? Starcade, little quick, okay, quick history on Starcade. Starcade was, it's not WWE or WWF at the time. It wasn't even, WCW wasn't even around yet at the time. 
This was NWA, which is like. Well, it's that one that album, but you know. Yeah, this, this is like we could go on a whole topic about territory days. Honestly, go watch the Andre the Giant documentary. They do a great job explaining how territory wrestling worked, and essentially, you had an NWA champion that. National Wrestling Alliance champion, and he would go from territory to territory defending that championship. Hmm. Anywho, this is a massive super show. Um, Harley Race, uh, like we said, um, passed away on the first, which I think was Saturday. Sounds about right. Mm, yeah, not sure. Um, but this took place at the Greensboro Coliseum. This is November 24th, 1983. These always took place on Thanksgiving proper back in the day. This is a Thursday, by the way. What is? Oh. August okay. 1st. August 1st, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Just before the shootings. Heading into a rough weekend. Yeah, Jesus but, Christ. Um, anyway, so the big... So Harley Race had actually... This is a quick Harley Race, just... We're not going to go too far into Harley Race's whole career. Very accomplished champion. Debuted in the 1960s. So he's an old-timer. Yeah, it's that's, that's, that's hard to wrap my head around that. <laughs> match happened, he was kind of in what you'd say, like maybe like twilight of his career. At least in-ring career, because we would see him later in WCW, obviously managing Vader. But wrestling-wise, he was kind of in the twilight here. Wrapping it up a little. But, uh... Yeah, this is the match that kind of a lot of people point to as the match that made Ric Flair, like, super legit. And we'll get into it once we start watching it, but Ric Flair looks like a million bucks here. Fucking... He looks like a million bucks at the beginning, a billion bucks at the end. He's like a monster. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so the reason why we kind of have the... We kind of talked about this, Steve. Like, the steel cage matches nowadays, it's like the climb out, escape right. rules. Right. Back then, it was more just, like, to fight, you know, to make it more of a violent match. But also, like, we're not going to go into it a ton, but before this, Harley Race put a bounty on Ric Flair. People who could beat the fuck out of Ric Flair prior to this match to help Harley <laughs> Race out. So you put the steel cage up to keep them out, essentially. That's that's kind of the, the gist of it. Yeah, so, so it basically just does, it, it's a reversal. I mean, obviously, yeah. yeah I don't know. Keep, it's to keep exterior people out and to keep the people in the ring in. Um, but yeah, so this is this is the oldest match we've ever covered. Um, it's, it's old school as shit, but you know what? It's a blade job essential. We watched this earlier, and you're 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 in you're in for this, Steve. You're I am. Blood. I'm in for the blood. I'm bloodthirsty, my friend. It is, it is a bloody affair. I'm so excited for like. Egg cream, white hair, soaked in blood. Alright, uh, if you're watching... So yeah, also we should know, like, the new... There's a new WWE Network layout and stuff, like... Um, if you are watching along with us, just go right to Starcade 83, click that Harley Race Ric Flair match, and we're gonna play it now. And, uh, yeah. It kind of starts a little quiet here with this... Uh, what is the actual name of this song? Uh, I have to find out. I should I I should know this, but it's I don't. Not, it was, it's written before Space Odyssey. Yeah, it's um, you it's know, like it's a, a, it's a classic. Famous, yeah. So um, this is. I'm trying to think. Have we actually ever covered? We haven't covered a Ric Flair match from like this era for sure. I don't think. 
No, I don't think so. Because we've covered some like later WCW stuff. We've covered obviously. Well, I don't know. But this is definitely like. Ba ba, two thousand one, a space odyssey. Yeah, I mean, it's just so primitive. This is that's like what's what blows me away about this, like this '83, is that everything is so primitive. I mean, it looks like an old bingo hall, which yeah. we, of course, are no longer strangers to. Um, I don't. I think it was used for. Looks like an old folks home, man. Very famous wrestling venue, but. What what just what just shocks me so much about this is just how long it takes to start this off. Because even right now, so the music stops. Um, obviously, you know the crowd goes wild. Here is um, uh, Ric Flair, and he, he, even even simple simple like tasks like having the lights go on him, and even he you can see him looking around, kind of like, oh, what do I yeah. do? Well, it's so unprofessional. <laughs> it's so like, bad. Yeah, it wasn't much because like there this is this is the it. this is the trauma production of there wrestling. Was very little TV wrestling at the time. So like they're not thinking about. Look right here, see him right now. He's kind of like, oh, he's like, ah, I think I stand right here. It is so freaking primitive. We're gonna have a, a little bit of. Yeah, he's looking good. Is this really thirty? This is really this is what twenty thirty six thirty six years ago. Thirty. No, thirty six years ago. Nineteen because oh, yeah. thirty six years ago. Jesus. <laughs> Time, man. And Harley Race is older. Yeah, I mean, you know who else was was old here? It was the ref until yeah, he died. Could, yeah, we should also mention that uh, Gene... Friend uh, of the show. Kineski? Something like that. Real, real old-timer. Gene Kineski was the ref here. Um, died in 2010. Rest in peace. I feel him here. I feel him here. I feel his presence. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Eric, I mean, like you can tell that the, the fashion here is... It's 83, which... The the late seventies, early eighties kind of mesh together in oh, terms yeah. of fashion and hair, so it's really almost indistinguishable. I mean, especially what I'm assuming, like in the South, not that they were behind the times, but I think they kind of clung on to some more of the embarrassing yeah. fashions of the time. Definitely more mullets, more yeah. peach cobbler, which is really good, by the way. I had that oh. in Atlanta. Oh, baby, that's a really in good peach cobbler. That's really good. Well, they got Waffle House a lot, so I mean, it's pretty good. But in default. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying they got Waffle House there. I'm just jealous as all. I'm envious. I'm not really a pecan pie guy, but I do like the peach cobbler. I'll tell you what. Oh hell yeah, they do. You bet your keister they do. 100. percent Um. What? Well, it's oh no, it's it's. Life is pain. Life is pain. Yeah. You know what I was thinking, like. The flare. I don't now. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if that music that played at the beginning mm-hmm. was actually at the venue. That might have been added in post. You think or, so? Yes. Because look at Carly Rae doesn't have music at all. And I don't know if music was really popularized at this time. I can see that. I can actually see that a lot. Yeah, maybe. I, I just assumed it was just because Harley Rae is obviously like the kind of the heel. Heel light because he, right now even he just looks he doesn't you know he just uh like this Rick heel Rick Flair hasn't really emerged yet he's still a baby face 
hard, I find that hard to believe it's crazy. I've only known heel Ric Flair, you yeah. know. This is so, he's so young here. And he's in his hometown. So I feel like Flair, <laughs> anytime he's in North Carolina. Well, th- that's what makes me think that the music was diegetic here because it's you know, all the circumstances. But I also feel like if even if there was music for this, it might have been piped through speakers in the venue. Sure. I don't think it would have been. I, I bet that that music was still added in post. You think so? Yeah. I, I, I guess who the hell knows really at this point. But I can't I, go I back in time. The mics, I doubt that this production that they're running with here would have been able to do... Well, yeah, exactly. Harley Race, he he, he looks like he's wearing like a like a like um a shirt, like a bowling shirt, like he would wear like a bowling meet. Is like literally just like two tone. Looks he looks like a clown, dude. Look at that like collar. He looks like uh like Henry was it Gene Shalit, the old film critic from the eighties at the time. Look him up. Look up Gene Shalit. That's what it looks like. The same Shalit, same same hair, man. Does he have like that? I'm pretty sure, dude. I'll show you, dude. Yeah, I think he's dead. But, uh, yeah, Gene Shallot. Ready for this mother... There he is. Look at this guy. I'm talking about Gene Siskel. No, Gene oh, Shallot. His mustache is huge. Dude. He has, like, black hair. Dude, they look exactly the same. He's, he's dead, right? He's, he's dead. No, he's still alive. Fuck me, all right? I'm an asshole. 93 years old. Holy mother... Oh, all right, I'll see him in the... In the, the obits by 2021. <laughs> All right, so now, so by the way, here they now just both enter the ring finally after all this time. They do, yeah. There was a lot of kind of just meandering. I, I to actually, start this match as I was doing the little history because uh, there is like a pretty big intro here before they actually get into the match. Oh yeah, well, whatever. I meant to start it earlier, but you know, here we are. Now we're just now we get to talk about you know Disc- Race's robe. And we can discount, yeah, discount. Gene Shallot is now shedding his robe. <laughs> That's right. Well, he's dead now, unfortunately. Friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show, Gene Shallot. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, uh, uh, Ric Flair's robe-ish thing looks like it's something that my grandma would have owned in like the th- like the, th- the 60s. I like it. I mean, it's very. It's obviously flashy. Yeah, I mean, that's isn't that what he's known for? Is he's like the freaking you know, the Liber- Liberace? I feel like you know. So he's rocking like a blue, like a baby blue robe. Some sick embroidery going on there. Cape, lot of or I would just call it embroidery. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a good catch-all term for it all. And yeah, Race is getting the big booze, but he's got the belt. Well, seven times in a row, right? Or at least seven times, at least total. Seven-time champion here. And he's also got about what? I think he's got like a whole. He he has a whole extra Ric Flair on him on his body that Ric Flair has. Like Harley Race, um, he's a big boy, man. He's a beefy baby like, boy. Like Ric Flair's actually pretty yoked here at this time. He looks great. Like he, um, Rick, Rick, Rick Flair's got some big ass arms. You know, his chest is not as flabby as you would see later on. <laughs> Race literally looks like he drinks nothing but like Budweiser. He he looks like I would want to look like. He's got like two Sailor Jerry tattoos. He looks like he looks like Popeye, like after a like you know. It looks like Popeye past post retirement. He has like that big hard like gut. Yeah, dude. It's like also like he's got a lot of muscle in there. He looks very bloated always. Very relatable. But um. So by the way, right now Ric Flair has that nice egg, that cream white, uh, eggshell cream. I'm gonna call eggshell egg cream white. 
and uh, that's going to change. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's already done raining. And there's already blood on the on the, on the mat, yeah, so. so. We should mention, um, we'll be doing another Starcade episode probably around Thanksgiving, but um, this, this Starcade had a pretty famous Greg Valentine and Rowdy Rowdy Piper dog collar match. Another deceased wrestler, man. It's crazy. And recently-ish, you know, a couple years ago. Crazy, man. But that's that's the blood we're seeing on the mat right now is from that match. Give, give, it, give it three years from, from this time period, and they would be like, with the bits of the AIDS crisis, they'd be freaking out about that, man. No. I don't know, man. I really think that, but they really did not care. Which I guess is pretty badass, but I don't know. That was pretty big. Mainly in New York around there, but you know. Abdul the Butcher gave like a bunch of people like Oh, great. Well, there you go. There was still other like pathological, you know, diseases being spread that weren't Still are, baby. All right. We got a little. Rick Flair's fucking super sane. He's like, ah! Like in a DBZ episode. Harley Mays really does look like, like what I would expect, like a fucking, like, uh, like a World War One, like Navy, like heavyweight boxer looks like. Sure. Like, okay. Who's the who's the guy? Jack Jack Thomas Jack Jack Dempsey. There's some uh, there's some old you know early early 20th yeah. century boxer. Like, he looks like a put up your dukes. Yeah. Like and just like bare knuckle fight somebody. Who the hell is that guy's the name? Tattoos and the and like he's got kind of like a curly fro. There he is, Jack Dempsey, baby boxer. That's yeah, Jack Dempsey, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously Jack Dempsey's fit, but you know he's not. Again, Harley Race. Apparently, Harley Race. You know, we've talked about this. Where, like, back in the day, you had to really, if you were a wrestler, you had to truly be tough because you'd go to bars and guys would tr- get drunk and try and fuck with you and see how t- tough you really were. And so Harley Race is infamous for literally beating the fuck out of a guy or two. If, Challenge. Don't give me. I mean, I could talk about the fact that in early, early primitive, early Hollywood, they did the same thing with the stars of the movies. I'm yeah. not going to get into that because I could do that forever. But what? Yes, a lot of people thought. Yeah, studios would um they would kind of write facades and backstories for their stars. Yeah. This is before they they were named stars. Um, so the people they would have to when marketing their movies, they would have to kind of you know portray themselves as. Uh, because it would reduce sales when people would find out that this person isn't actually the kind of, you know, vampiric, uh, go, you know, vamp goddess. No, uh, yeah. Just like a weird, like, eater kid from, yeah. like, Missouri. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Yeah, but Harley Race apparently, apparently was, he loved any type competition. He used to get in, like, pool hall fights. He also must love getting headlocked by yeah, Ric Flair because it happens that. often right now. Old school, slowed, slowed down match to start here. It does get a little more ramped up when the. It gets much better. Yeah, exactly. But, um, apparently, Harley Race was a big fan of uh, arm wrestling. I, I mean, disease, well, you don't need to have a rocking body to have good arms, right? If, if anything, I'm surprised Ric Flair wasn't about that because you can see his arms, anacondas are massive. Yeah, Flair. Like I said earlier, this is this is maybe some of the peak Flair. Right before, right. This is right before his big heel run. And Race just there went for that headbutt. He he likes to do a full body like fall onto your head like with his head. Falling. Weird. I've never seen that before. That kind of thing before. 
Good chop. Big, huge chop by Flair. Big chop. And, like, Reyes, for being as, like, tough and big as he is, like, he sells like a, he sells like a motherfucker. He does. He knows what he's doing, man. I mean, it's not we seven-time world champion. I mean, you know, it's... I know I ask you this almost every episode, It's not a fluke, but... Reyes versus Ricochet. It'd be amazing, I feel like. I would kill for that. Too bad it can't happen. Throw Ricochet around. He'd ricochet, yeah, and true to the name. Bouncing off this cage. Yeah, man. We'd have, and then we'd have race. You know, Ricochet'd be doing some kind of 450 fucking splash. Race would just eat that shit. It'd be a match to watch, dude. I like those kind of pairings nowadays, where you have a high flyer and like a brawler. Sure. A, a tank. Back in my culture, we call those a tank versus a druid. Friend of the show, Devin Green's online. PS4. Find me after the show uh, on August 24th, 1 p.m. at the Ghost Light in Hampton. I'll, I'll talk PS4. I'll give you my, my handle. I guess I should add you guys on PS4. Yeah. I don't have online. Yeah, what's the point? I can just chat, though. It's true. Don't hang out. <laughs> I've actually been getting back into Red Dead Redemption 2, finally. I need to beat that. Gonna beat that. So another headlock. Yeah, <laughs> That's why we haven't been. Yeah, so we've been talking about the headlock that Ric Flair has had locked up for about I don't know five minutes now. It's it's easy to to, to meander a bit while the headlock's going on because it takes so freaking long. But um, no, we got some good stuff coming up because I mean, I've kind of like I don't know if it's good or bad. Like I it's I think it's good because I'm such a fan that I can I've seen these matches so many times. But, like, I have such an eagle eye for catching blade jobs. I'm telling you, dude, you're amazing at I mean, it. Can, like, we'll get to it in this I mean, you know, it is the show, right? I'll tell you exactly when Ric Flair blades, when the blade... You actually see Gene, Gene Kniski hide the blade. Yeah, it's, they, don't, they don't even try to attempt to hide the freaking blade. It just, it just sits there and he has to kind of chuck it off the ring real quick. And like I said, we have, we, I have kind of a special episode planned for the Thanksgiving season, and we're going to cover Starcade 85. I'm excited for this one. And, um, we, that's it. we need to be drinking heavily for that. And, ooh, that's a good suplex. Bye. Yeah, they, they get some, some good, some well-executed well, uh, yeah. suplexes here. But, um, Classic. Starcade 85, there's so many botched play jobs. It's one of the bloodiest match, bloody, bloodiest pay-per-views ever. You know, I should do. I should go to it's a drafting table, a local uh, pub right next to me here, and get a growler of their Resolute yeah. IPA. Because I, 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 I might need to sleep over that episode. Because I, I drink two of those, and I'm like, yeah. for some reason, the Resolute IPA there just knocks me out in a, in a bad way. So maybe I'll try that out. I can get rowdy, 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 Piper. So, so yeah. if you're watching this. Um, as well, very, Which very you be. famous announced team with uh, Gordon Soley and Bob Cottle. Um, probably, you know, kind of like the the Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone of the 70s who are, who are announcing this. They, they have a really great call if you want that kind of old school feel. They just, they just bring like a legitimacy to it because they're actual like broadcasters instead of like character announcers. Sure, know? yeah. Now, this 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 knee drop that's going on here that I'm seeing a lot of that tonight. Um, I mean, you can tell that move is really easily able to be pulled. You can pull that yeah. back, you know. So look, it, it looks painful, but you can tell that it's it's easily you're you're, you're able to kind of you know protect you your other knee first. And just yeah, you you can protect your victim of that, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak, as it were. And we've talked about this where it's like. 
back in this day and age, wrestling was not really televised. And we, you've been to some live shows. I've, I've been to a bunch of live shows. It really does translate more in a live setting. It does. You can't see the polls. You can't see all that. Like, so you can see why. You can definitely see why pre-television people didn't know this was fake. I'll tell you what, though, one of the best characters in this match is the actual the, the fence itself, because they use it a lot. Yes, and that's kind of like a, that's definitely like a, uh, if there was going to be a steel cage match, like pre-1990, it was going to be bloody. Because this cage is essentially a weapon in itself. You know what I mean? Sure. You go head first into that cage, it's a bloody. I mean, is, you can't really fake that, right? I mean, no. is there something weird about the fence that I'm not aware of that, oh, here's a good... I'm telling you, you pile the pile drivers scare me, man. Yeah. It, just looks like, it looks like you're one, like, one wrong move from a broken neck, and then, then you're in trouble. And if you're not a huge uh, race fan, uh, Harley Race is a pile driver. Um, it's very... very uh, Mick Foley kind of st- stole that style. It's just kind of that sit-down, like, fall-back-on-your-ass pile driver. It's not like... A, a big undertaker, like just you know, drop to your knees, and you actually pick them up and fall right on your butt. Um, and it, I don't know for some reason I always think that looks so much more brutal than dropping to your knees. Well, if you if you're being ro- you know risen off raised off the ground by by uh, him, I mean, it's not really you know he can do whatever he fucking wants with you. So yeah. <laughs> so in Harley Race, yeah, that's kind of his two big things. Is he would do the the pile driver, and then he would do that that diving headbutt. Yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, you know, that's that's a weird one for me. That's uh, and that's a move that uh, Chris Benoit would go on to make famous. Oh, wow. interesting. And we don't know how that ended up affecting his brain. And now, uh, our our own Blade Driver of the Week, one of them, Harley Race is now passed. So yeah, yeah honestly, a... Harley Race is going to be our Blade Driver of the Week um, initially when I first heard that news. But then there was and, this uh, unbelievable uh, act of heroism. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like you can't not. Thank you, thank you. um, There's there's that 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 knee drop again. That looks it looks worse than it actually is. You can see Ric Flair. Oh yeah. Boom! There it goes. Something tiny. uh, Now you're gonna see Ray's pick Flair up, and Flair's probably bladed already. Well, he has bladed, but he goes into the. Cage there. Here's the fence, the fence action. What yeah, that's what the audience thinks is what yeah. busts him open, of course, if it's not really carefully calculated. No. Blade. Which is why they had the camera go overhead, bird's eye like this. Yeah. You know, their their really goal is. I really like this view, though. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's very I um. NWA. I like the blood in the middle of the ring. Very Lanthimos. Um, it's cool. Um, especially for the time when TV, like we were saying, TV wrestling was very new. So I feel like anything is... Yeah, I'm sure that... Just wrestling being on TV is innovative, let alone an overhead camera. I'm sure the director has a camera pan up like that, and he's probably thinking, hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Give me that Emmy, that primetime Emmy for this thing. Well, you're about to get a good shot here to see how really bloody Flair is. Yeah, this is a really up-close camera shot. It looks great. I mean, don't get used to seeing that beautiful hair, that egg cream white hair, baby. And we should mention, too, I mean, Race has got his coming, too. Oh, yeah. There's the headbutt right there. Yeah. Boom. It's so, it just seems so dramatic. It is. But maybe it works, you know, maybe it works. Well, yeah, that's true. 
What about the kneecap? I wish the kneecap was up there. The kneecap is pretty. Uh, yeah, you can break in, You can real break your knee before you break your head. I guess that's true. Also, I don't know if I just. I so I just saw Gene Kaniski just rub his hand over Flair or Race's face. Maybe just testing it. Seeing eyes, you're fine. There's no blood yet. This is what we were talking about, though, I believe. This is where we get that good... Right there. Hair. Yep. Yeah, blood actually on the camera. A very dramatic and fake fall down from him. He's had enough. Ah, falling yeah, to the ground. That's like a Ric Flair signature. It's like the Flair flop. Oh, yeah? Like no shit. Like Alright. Good to know. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, a lot... Of, I would, you know what... I think Flair's the best ever. My understanding of Ric Flair throughout my life, because I've known him for a while, for me it was all about theatrics and spectacle for him. That's what I always assumed. I mean, maybe I'm like half right. I always assumed he was the guy that, you know, he's been around for freaking ever. He's one of the best talkers ever. Sure, okay. Um, obviously, you know, can put on a good match. Look at this shit. Yeah, here comes that shot right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. He might have been even re-blading there. Amazing. He's got some Klaus Kinski eyes. Red. He's got that big, like, forehead. Crimson, like, eye sockets. That deep crimson. It's awful. I mean, it's great, but it's awful. I wonder how much that hurts, if it even does. Yeah, just just having your face that bloody. I, I mean. Like it doesn't hurt if you're in this situation and you're, like. Sure. You have your adrenaline going, you're working. I mean, wrestlers... right now, just drinking beer, sitting on the couch, it would probably hurt. We should do that. I just saw some blood drip off his face. Why don't, why don't we blade every time, every episode? Do you want to have, like, a fucking, like, a duel the butcher forehead where it's... I mean, like, just... To shit? Yeah, what the hell? Spo you know, battle scar. I just feel like if we were really into this podcast, we should probably be blading ourselves. I did talk to the the guy who's running Troma Dance. Mm -hmm. He did say we can't blade. Wait, on the the one at one p.m. downtown in Hamtramck at the Ghost Light. What? Really? Yeah, he said that one year they had like a an act come, and they they started doing like um. They started like carving their chest with something. Wow, and a blade that, job is they, nothing. Well, now we're rule about no self harm. In, in the spirit of a blade job, we could just do it secretly and not have. Isn't that kind of how the blade job was supposed to work? At this point, I. We would have to do it in the form of a fight, though. Like, I'd have to hit you with my mic. That's fine. Or you'd have to hit me with a beer bottle. At this point, I can't not blade. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The people are going to be I demanding think, well, it. Let's save that for the. Oh, and race is busted open. There it is. He's Here comes there the crimson. Oh yeah. Dripping. Half of his face. He looks like freaking like the the the, the freaking uh, Phantom of the Opera, only with blood. Yeah. <laughs> if we get to like five, if we hit like an, our fifth live show, we'll blade. Can we blade for the second one? I, I want to blade so bad for this show. I need to. I feel like we should just. I feel like. At yeah. some point, we had to wrestle. At some yeah, point, we, I feel we like. Need to, like, have, like an actual, we have to like, do a show at an actual like, wrestling show. Fuck like, yeah, dude. We can do that. Easy. 2020. Thanksgiving but, uh, 2020. This is really where the match starts really picking up is when Flair kind of starts taking over here. Yeah. He kind of has that second wind. Yeah. And he's kind of putting the smackdown on the race. But, um, like, this, this right here, this is what I'm thinking of. 
No, this is, that's just a suplex. It's a great suplex, though. He does pick race up. Oh, no, doesn't race kind of counter it a bit? I think he kind of counters it to make it so he well, like basically falls on him. Tries to, like, suplex Flair, and yeah, Flair does counter it. Good job. Flair does pick up Harley Race and, like, take a few steps, which I, I just think is very impressive. <laughs> well, I mean, look at this guy. Race is probably almost, like, 300 pounds. Yeah. He's definitely over 250. I mean, I'm almost 250. I'm, I'm, I'm not that fat. I mean, look at, I mean, look at uh, Flair's body. I mean, he's, got, he's obviously got the strength, so. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wouldn't. Flair's still really, like. This is probably the most Flair was ever in shape, and he's really not like a body guy. Like, like, like tight body, like. Uh, I'm just saying that I would not expect like Adam Cole, with all due respect to him, friend of the show, Adam Cole. I would not expect expect him to be able to lift up, you know. Harley Race. Harley Race. Yeah, that's. I mean, all of Undisputed Era, they're all kind of small dudes, you yeah, know. They're not well, big. I mean, they're they're high flyers. Style of indie wrestling. Oh, it's it's all high flyers, right? No, probably not. Vice versa, hell yeah, for sure, but not, you know. Look at this, just grinding the face into the cape. Because why not, man? Fuck it. Paint it red. And paint it red he will, because it's a lot of That's blood. I question that earlier. Where is this cage now? Where, did they just throw it in the back? Where is this cage at the fence? It's probably rusted over many years ago. I want to know. I, want, I, want, I need to know. Someone do a, like a documentary on this on this yeah, fence. Race is, race is pretty bloody too. Just getting there. I mean, not like not. He's got more facial hair, and he doesn't have the blonde hair. The blonde hair is nice because it really accentuates the red, the crimson, baby. Flair's hitting that cage hard. The cage, the cage is being used. Let me tell you, I'm into that. Some smack, some head bumps. Yeah, that's boring. Ric Flair's pulling on his spandex. Very nice. The crowd's starting to go pretty crazy too here. Yeah, the crowd's getting into it finally. So, yeah, we should mention. So this whole, this whole show is actually uh, billed as a flare for the gold. So, so like we said, Ric Flair had lost. He had the heavyweight title. He Great elbow drop. Harley Race, probably a couple couple months prior to this event. Harley Race, in order to keep the title, put a bounty on Ric Flair. Look at Ric Flair strut. Yeah, he's, he's getting like more and more bloody. He's showboating. So it looks like he's wearing like a fucking like kamikaze. Oh my that God. shot right there, he looks Stop like Klaus right Kinski. He, this, this is like Fitzcarraldo shit. Now the idea that it's called the what Flair for the gold or yes. Flair. So you you can assume that that frames this whole thing as Flair being underdog and trying to get him, which it's yeah, it's Flair in his hometown. What you yeah, I forgot about that. So that Flair, makes sense, I guess, doesn't it? Flair is the baby face. He's going for the figure four here. Locked in. Flair's Flair's the baby face. He took the title from Race took the title from him and then put the bounty on to presumably end Flair's career. So Which did not go as planned. Race is definitely the heel here. The crowd is a thousand times behind Flair. They're about to be following him to the freaking hospital because he's so bloody. Oh my god, man. Yeah, I mean he's like he's I would say he's maybe at a point eight, Muda. Yeah, it's it's, it's up there. I mean, he's, he's, he's when once you start dripping, like dripping Muda, blood. But he's he's I think he's got like that. Once you get like that forehead hair, 
and then like up to your like lips. Mm -hmm. I would say it's about a point eight. Because a lot of like muda shit, that's all. A lot of that's like the, the, people getting body slammed into like barbed wire. You know, so the yeah. blood, the blood on the back. This is all face. Steel match. I mean, that was like a full crimson mask of blood. That's a full muda, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's a good match. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, back to this that, that, here. That match saved that episode because if you remember, that was the um, fateful. Fucking hell. The only the, the only saving grace was that we ended up talking about the infamous Muda scale. Oh god, audition, dude, movie sucks. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot of updates here. I mean, now I know right about here is when the um the uh, referee here. Yeah, the referee will take a bomb. He, well, he takes a hit, but then he also pulls. Does he I think, oh, think yeah, he, he does kind of, yeah. He so, pulls a race right by the hair, right by his Jean Shallot hair. When we get there, I'll kind of explain what's happening. But, uh, I remember this race time. Race is going up second rope, headbutt. This is the headbutt again. Yeah. I mean, it obviously works for him, I guess. It does connect. I, I would not want to be in the receiving end of that. kind of hurts race, too. Yeah, you know, it's blood for blood, you know. It's like a special move in a fighting game. Like, it does a little bit of damage to you, but it's worth it. It's like Jigglypuff's arrest in Super Smash. But look yeah, at that. Like, well, this is um. There's some rules that that they're using in this match that are kind of obsolete now. Like what? Well, I'll explain it more when we get to that part where Ray's right. beating on Flair and he gets pulled off him by Gene Kaniski. Um. Oh, this this actually is this one. Race picks Flair up. I think so. Nope, nope, just, just, just a, just a picture perfect suplex. That's all that was. Yeah. Love it. I love a good suplex. It's just so classic, nowadays, so vanilla. So fast, almost, yeah, but I, I like the the drama of the uh, the dramatic flair, pun intended, of the suplex here. Because technically, so if you want to get like really like with the moves of wrestling like the suplex like that you bring them up like that and you kind of hold them you let gravity probably do its yeah, work do its then, job and then you also it brings the blood to their head so when you slam them it hurts them more that's just, that's just like wrestling just some context I don't just I don't know if that's actually real but yeah probably that's what, that's what the announcers will tell you. it's it's real for blade job yeah just some real world context here. Let's see. Early this year, uh, Chariots of Fire won Best Picture. They're probably still coming down from about two years prior with Pac-Man Fever. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's that is that is Steve's uh, con real world context here. So this is what I'm talking about old rules. Well, there's still technically rules, but uh, again, the fence. Where's going to be hanging on the ropes here? And this is where, like, you can't hit him if he's under the ropes like this. Ah, okay. So that's why he's going to get pulled off by Gene here. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, I didn't know that. Because it's kind of like a rope break, which, I don't know. You kind of think, like, it's a cage match, so anything would go, right? Right, you would think if, as long as you're within the four walls of the cage. Yeah, literally pulling on, like... Damn right, dude. I, I have this fantasy that the ref Gene is like like he joins later on and this like wipes the floor with both of them. It's like in Saw or spoilers in the big at the end when he steps up at the Gene, and Gene wins the belt. Exactly, yeah. That's what no, it feels like to me. A, you know, talking about Gene Kaniski, I mean, he's a he like the, he's like a fifties wrestler. He's a real That's crazy to me, man. Yeah. 
So we're talking about like pre-TV, like that post-war wrestling. Not pre-TV, 50s, just peak TV. There's not even really video of it. You know what I mean? Right. It's like Jack Dempsey shit. Yeah. That post-World War II guys. Oh my god. Yeah, Flair is like... He's almost like unrecognizable. Like, he looks like Carrot Top Ray, now. Ray's Silky hair Carrot like, Top. Almost like his blood's either wiped off, it's kind of sealed itself. I have no idea how how uh, how Flair can see. Yeah. You can Flair's even is getting actually bloodier and bloodier as the match goes. Which I guess is what you want, right? Boom, there's the hit. Yeah, the Gene takes the hit. He of course does that thing that that refs do where they make it all, you know, dramatic and oh, take yeah. forever to get up and you know, it's it's yeah. dumb, but it also you know it's dumb, but it has its charm. So I can't it's complain. Like Flair's been like flying headbutted like six times, and he's fighting. And Gene Knitsky got like hit with like a weird like kick in the shin, and he's like hurt. It's, it's, it's like a soccer player. Also, that, I really that, that Ric Flair body cross that he just did was pretty fun. That's and it. He wins it. That's it. That's it. That's the flair for the gold, baby. Which I guess in hindsight it seemed obvious in the very beginning that he's gonna get this, but hey, it's the. It's the journey, not journey, not the destination. Yeah, but it's a it's a good match. I mean, this is definitely a blade job essential. Just look at fucking. Look at that hair, man. Um, Looks like a fiery redhead. You know, Harley Race. Harley Race had some other bloody matches. Honestly, probably a lot. This is probably the most famous. This is the one I would say. If you're gonna go watch a Harley Race match, I would say this is probably the one. Um, Rest in peace, man. We don't know any other way. The show is all about honoring the dead. Yeah. What, what, it, what it really boils down to is honoring the dead and recently deceased. So, um, but yeah, Flair, Flair is up. He's getting congratulated by everybody. Um, this was Ric Flair. Like I said, this is kind of this is kind of the match that made Ric Flair. He was popular at the time, but pretty much from this point going forward, mm-hmm. Flair's going to go on a tear. And really light up the world with that heel run. He's going to start feuding with Dusty Rhodes. Who I keep seeing here as well. Yeah, Dusty's here. So th- this is this is like kind of what's going to turn he- Flair cocky right here. Of course. Well, dethroning the seven-time winner, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, this is what we do here. We honor the dead. Yeah. On June 13th, 2036, when I die, so I, ho- I hope that... Ricky, who's Ricky Steamboat? This guy with the back touch right here. He's oh, right. Okay. Not a huge blade jobber, but uh, definitely one of the best, best guys in, back in the day. Ricky Steamboat. I've actually heard that name before. Probably from you. Probably from you. Probably from, yeah, we probably covered him before. Look at that, dude. But yeah, he literally looks like a pumpkin. I'd be like, you know, I want to go stand over here. You can, you know, congrats, but I'm going to go stand over here away from you. There you go. There he goes. He's carted away. Look at that. Look at that. First of all, check out, check out that Harry Potter. Uh, Ric Flair, what, New World what, Heavyweight. What house is that, in Harry Potter? that was Hufflepuff, baby. Like no, I think, I think that was Slytherin. I don't know. What the hell do I know? I don't know, I don't know my Harry Potter at all. I know more than I probably think I do. I don't think any of them are yellow. I love that shirt that guy's wearing there. Oh yeah. This guy the deep red V. Oh yeah, I want them both. Also, look at all these people. Like, there's. I love this crossover, like '80s, '70s to '80s. It's it's, it's very androgynous in the sense that you don't know if it's '70s like, or '80s. Like, like earth tone, like 
Yeah. Like pants and shirts and leather jackets. And 70s is all about the earth tone, baby. I think we should bring it back. I like it. I like the earth tone. Because 80s and 90s are all just completely, you know, just splattering of color. Oh, it's very, it's just like all accent. Complete opposite. Who's oh, this? Mrs. Flair. Oh, hello, Mst. I mean, oh, my God. He's a true to the name. He's flair in every sense of the word. I mean, like, wow. Let's see how many wives Rick Flair has had. <laughs> oh, man. She's, uh, she does not mind being covered in this guy's blood. Yeah, Rick Flair, you are. Oh, okay, that's not bad. But, you know, this a few more than I've had. Not too bad. I don't know. Even the belt looks primitive. Leslie Goodman. He ended up divorcing her in 1983. Oh, I, it can't be that her then, because I mean that she looked like they're, they're puppy love, as, then, as opposed to on the rocks. Also married his second wife in 1983. Jesus. Um, Elizabeth. Actually, they were married from '83 to 2006. That's a good run, man. And then he had a wife from 2006 to 2009. I mean, my parents, you know, marriage shits on that, but hey, you know, whatever. And then he, had a wife, and then he just got married last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, congratulations, man. Current, uh, wife, Wendy. Wondrous Wendy's Wendy. Wendy. Wendy, of course. Uh, Classic yeah. Wendy. Good for you. But, um, yeah. That is the, that is the match. That's the match. That's the blade job essential. Um, we're not going to get into it. I'm going to try and post uh, at the end. Um, at least, you know, if you're watching on the network, go watch the Harley Race interview at the end of this. He really puts over Ric Flair. He gives a famous... Harley Race is always famous for saying, like, God's green earth. Greatest wrestler on God's green earth. That's right. She did say that, didn't she? He did say or he, that. sorry. He in this promo. I don't know how he uses it, what the context is, but... It's a good race promo. Race's promos were always like very like dead serious. <laughs> like he did, there was like no frills. It was just really? Like straight, like, well, he, telling you how it is. Like at that kind of intro video before this match, I mean, you have him talking, and he's it's very uh. No. Like he, yeah. He's, like, he's one like. Imagine being back in this time. Like you, you would you believed he was as tough as he said he. I believe it now. Yeah, I believe it now, too. But, like, he was definitely, like, um, a very, like, legit wrestler. He added, like, a lot of legitimacy. Because he was tough, and people believed he was tough. And he didn't, he wasn't goofy, like, at all. <laughs> does he ever change that? Or does he, is he, like, that his whole business? He's pretty much always pretty serious and straight business, yeah. That's wondering. Um, it's kind of the opposite of Flair. Yeah. Yeah, no, very, not much of a showman, just down to business. But um, after this, he would have a quick run in WWF. Um, he had a f quick feud with Hulk Hogan, ended up going back to uh, WCW, managing Vader. And then he's kind of just been, you know, before he passed away, he was just kind of a big supporter of up-and-coming wrestlers. Um one of the, you'll appreciate this, Steve. One of his um, most recent kind of protégés, who, who would you think on the NXT roster would be a, a protégé of Harley Race? Oh, God, I don't know. Adam Cole. No, I don't know. Lay it on me. One. Uh, 
Ah, <laughs> oh, man. What is, uh, it's, it's Champa. But I, 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 oh. I, just, I just completely blanked on his first name. It's, um, but, uh, it is. Oh, Tommaso. Yeah, I almost called him something else. Tommaso Champa. Tommaso Champa. All right. He's been hurt for a while, but uh, now he's hurt mentally and emotionally. I don't think he. I think he like went. He 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 was briefly trained by Harley Race, I believe. Um. Yeah, it says on his uh on his Wikipedia trained by Harley Race. So. Ship. Yeah. So you know, one of the best heels in the business today, carrying on the legacy. Um, hopefully he comes back soon. He was a killer. And uh, that's, that's we, pretty much our episode. We feel his presence right here right now. For Harley. Um, good dude. Good wrestler. Beautiful man. Um, Hard body. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much it. You know, he... Uh, not, much, not much else to say that hasn't been said already. Especially not by two, uh, you know, we We will... We will let the podcast speak for itself. But yeah, go watch this episode. Absolute blade job essential. What would you? What, what's kind of your take? I know you're. I know Steve. You're not usually a fan of that slower style. Well, that was a little bit more. It was slower to begin, but I think it picks up. You know, it, but it has a half and half. It it yeah. picks up halfway, and uh, you know, I like that. I like the. I like the. You know, you know me. I'm a fan of simple suplexes. I got my fix here, so I can't complain overall in the end. Flair can put a good match on with anybody. And race it's the really showmanship. Brutality. Yeah. So, um, you heard it from Steve here. Even if you're not a fan of that old school style, this is a it's a good match to go back and watch. But um, that's it. I think that's about it. I mean, uh, what else do we need to cover? I mean, I guess. Uh, not really. Write a review. The usual uh, five-star review. We are a five-star review podcast. Perfect fives all across the board. Uh, add on to that uh, iTunes, pot, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, yeah. Facebook. We're on Facebook at Blade Job Podcast. Instagram, same thing. Twitter, same thing. Yeah. Uh, and if you go to the website, bladejob.pinecode. Pine, wait, I'm sorry, bladejob.pinecast.co. Uh, if you go on the bottom, you can see both of yours in my... I did just remove Ryan from it. Rest in peace. Uh, all of our social media uh, you know, links and so what have you. And I, I, I'm on Twitch sometimes, so you know, maybe you can watch me play video games. And I don't do it often at all, but hey, I can do it for you. We'll do, we might do a live stream sometime. That'd be fun as hell. We'll so. it out. But, um, yeah. Word of mouth, reviews, however you want to... But the main thing... If you listen to this show, just tell... Right, I mean, Tell your mom. and the main thing, see us Saturday, yeah. August 24th, 1 p.m., the Ghost Light Building, uh, Hamtramck, Michigan. Uh, I'm sure if you if you ask Delta, they can get you cheap tickets to Detroit. Just fly out, you know? Yeah, fly out. Uh, get a spirit flight, and then you get it canceled and just hang out. There you go. Um, Saturday night. And you don't even have to try. You really, it's just, just going to happen. spirit plane ticket, but just... Plan on staying because they're gonna cancel your. Flight. Yeah, you're gonna be staying regardless. And so pay for your shit. You'll probably be. They didn't pay for mine when I got fucking canceled, dude. I had to. I had to. I had to book a last minute Airbnb again. I did not. Fuck but man. I. I. Uh, I got there early and I was mm. working them. That sucked ass. I, I. I like just emerged from a from one of the um, 
from one of the subway systems, and I says, "Oh, your flight's canceled." And I was like, "Is there anything more to that, or just it's canceled? It's canceled." Okay. Anyway, yeah, it sucked. Well, whatever. I was fine. It wasn't a big deal. We love you very much. Come check it out. Um, we'll have a little bit more details. Well, we pretty much have all the details, but maybe we'll have a little hint for you on what we'll be doing on next week's episode. Um, we're heading back to the movies. We're going back to a movie. Um, got some good. We've been getting some really good responses on the wrestling episodes, though, which I'm happy about. And uh, the movies obviously always do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Kind of get that. My neck of the woods. That's kind of why I think I originally started the podcast. Is because when I f- first started really getting in back into wrestling, like, I don't know, five years ago, there really was no almost encyclopedia of bloody matches that aren't just deathmatch mm-hmm. type stuff. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do here. We're trying to kind of catalog these blade job, historical blade blade job matches. You're doing, you're doing the world a favor, that's honestly. I mean, honestly. Archi- we're like, we're like archivists. Is that, Ar- we're archivists. Is that, is that the proper word? Archival connoisseurs of yeah. blood. What can I say? Um, if you're a fan of video games, um, there's a podcast. We are a friend of our show. Uh, it's Great Lakes Gaming from the um, Lit Mitten Media uh, and now I'm, I'm going to be on their podcasting on, on this Sunday. So I, I was on it before a couple of, you know, last month or two. I'm going to do it again. I think next Sunday. So listen to I that. Think, and you said that the host of that Dan is yep. a wrestling fan. We're going to get him on this I show very soon. The ne- so I think we'll do next episode. We'll do the live show. Uh-huh. I think we'll, when we go back to doing a full wrestling episode like this, we should bring him on. That sounds good. I'll I'll talk we'll, to him about we'll, it. We'll do a blade job. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening. We love you very much. I'm going to pop my AC back on. Let's do it. Bye-bye. Right here. Right here is symbolic of what it's all about. This is the world's heavyweight title. And when I say this, I mean it in all sincerity. The world's heavyweight title held by Harley Race. Not once, but twice. Over half of my life devoted to what I do better than any other human being in wrestling. I am not going to allow any human being to insult me or this. And when I say that, I mean it in dead sincerity. When I walk in that ring, I'm walking in there as world's heavyweight champion. I'm walking in there to defend what I hold probably more close than any other man has ever held. This is my life. You've heard your Ric Flair's talk about being cock of the walk. You've heard your Thunderbolt Patterson's. You've heard them all, Ole Anderson. They all talk about being the man. Flair parades around saying that he is the ultimate man. Well, buddy, this is symbolic of being everything that any human being ever wanted to be. That man is Harley Race. 
and for one of those individuals that I've mentioned or the various others to beat me. Then let them walk around and claim to be what they are. You're looking at the world's heavyweight champion, the man that can truthfully say that he can beat any man in the world.